The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terrell. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Kenyon here, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of the um, Inside the OAA, one of the host community meetings at Oriented Television. Like welcome those hearing us on the local voice on SoundCloud and also those on watching us on Oriented Television. Ian, we got a we had a very interesting week this yeah. week. Yeah. I wrote I wrote a ton of blogs this week. Um, <laughs> they kept you busy, eh? It kept me busy, you know. Um, got an interesting one on the Lake Orion basketball programs that will be on the um, ONTV blog later on. Yep, we'll um, be posting that up uh, early this well after the podcast is mm-hmm. over. So, uh, but we got a lot to talk about throughout the league. Um, but we got a lot of basketball recaps to talk about and some and some interesting um my storylines heading into um the month of February. So happy yeah. February. I- I can't believe January. January blew by faster than, let's say, July does. Yeah. Which is usually the opposite, right? Oh, July, sure. January usually drags along. But my word, did that go by quick? And now we are in February, the shortest month, right? Yep, of the year. And <laughs> it's going to roll by even quicker, and we're going to be in the playoffs here in a blink. In about four weeks, yeah. playoffs are it's starting crazy. up for basketball. Um, Ian, we've got some basketball scores to talk about. Um, basketball yeah, we recaps. do. Now I, I apologize. I I am dragging today, so um, and I haven't a chance to review these. So I've been I, dragging too. <laughs> if I stumble worse than usual, um, you'll know why. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the OA recap. Here we go. All right. So from the boys' red division, Monday through Wednesday games: Clarkson fifty-five, North Farmington forty-five, Matt Nicholson twenty-two points, seventeen rebounds. And Fletcher Lawyer with 17 points to lead Clarkston. Oxford 42 to 19 for Lake Orion. A huge blowout for the Wildcats. Seaholm 56, Bluefield Hills 54 in overtime. Uh, Canfield had 17 points for Bloomfield Hills. Thursday through Saturday games, Clarkston 67 against 54 for West Bloomfield. Big win for Clarkston. That would have Nice game there. Nicholson, 34 points and 22 rebounds, 12 blocks. Are you kidding me? seven once, so we got to give him that. Are you kidding me? Lawyer, 19 points for Clarkston. Hurst had 13 for West Bloomfield. Ferndale, 56. Lake Orion, 44. Goldston had 20 points. Uh, Lewis, 17. And more, 10 points for uh, uh, for Ferndale. Uh, Ritt had 20 points. Camber and Sutton, 14 points for Lake Orion. North Farmington, 65-50 over Oak Park. Bashir Jihad had 15 points. Jamal Hayes had 10 for North Farmington. The boys' white division, Monday through Wednesday. A lot of games this week. Mm-hmm. Lapeer, 47 to Oxford, 45. That tight, was an upset. Tight matchup there. That was an there. upset. Did you call that one? I think you I said did. it was a, kind of a trap game. It was a trap game there for Oxford. I mean, that was an upset. Then, Ox- then Oxford had... And they had a that quick game. turnaround, Oxford 42, Lake Orion 19. Yeah, I was at Oakland. Yeah, uh, we talked about Oakland. Uh, Ballette, 10 points uh, for Oxford. Adams, 48. Rochester, 47 in overtime. Uh, Prescore net 20 points for Adams. Thursday through Saturday games, Stony Creek, 51. Oxford, 42. Troy, 55 to Adams, 53. Another tight one. Uh, Stavinsky had a buzzy reader. Yep. Four players in double figures for Troy. 
Prescorn had 19 points, and Centella had 12 points for Rochester Adams. Uh, Southfield A&T, 66. Farmington, 65. Another tight game. A buzzer beater? Another one. That's, I mean, they they are just smelling buzzer beaters like every week, aren't they? Yep. Anthony Davis, 16 points. Mack had 15. Banks with 14. Uh, McAllister with 11 for A&T. Uh, Jaden Atkins, 23 points. Davis with 22. Humes with 14 for Farmington. Grand Rapids Christian, 69-54 over Farmington. Aikens had 20 points for Farmington. On the boys' blue side, Monday through Wednesday, Seaholm 56, Bloomfield Hills 54 in overtime. Another OT thriller. Cullen had 17 points. Frick, 12. Uh, Lons? 10 points. Yep. Lons for uh, Bloomfield Hills. Seaholm. Oh, Seaholm, my mistake. Uh, Troy Athens, 17 39 over Avondale. Trying to find some offense there at Avondale. Uh, Claren- Livonia Clarenceville, 57 over Royal Oak, 55. Another tight game. That was, a, that was a bad loss, Royal Oak. That was a really bad loss. Then we had uh, the Thursday through Saturday games. Berkeley, 57. Rochester, 34. Steinbach, 14 points. Uh, Thomas had 11. And Shadowski had 10 uh, for Berkeley. P- uh, Pontiac, 68. 60 over Troy. Athens, big win for the Phoenix. Yep. Seaholm 51, 32 over Avondale. Frick had 11. Cullen had 10 uh, for Seaholm. Holman had 17 points for Avondale. Troy Athens, 60 over Detroit Consortium Prep, 47. Uh, Jake Wood, 16. Uh, Giovanni, Jacob Thornton, and Paul Siak had 10 points each for Troy Athens. On the girls' side... Monday through Wednesday, boy, I didn't realize they were stacking games. Were some of these made up because of the the layover, um, because of the ice and yeah, I the think day some off? Of them were. I mean, because we've got uh, mm-hmm. a bucket load of games here. Yeah. All right. Let's see where were we at. Uh, girls red Monday through Wednesday. Clarkston forty five, Lake Orion thirty one. Taylor Heaton had fifteen points for the Wolves. Uh, Troy 42, 26 over Stony Creek. Big win over Stony. Groves, 38. Seaholm, 24. Berkeley, 30. 29 over Royal Oak. That was an upset. Uh, Sogaran? Sir Sorhan. Sorhan had 10 points for Royal Oak. Southfield A&T, 59 over Flint. Carmen Ainsworth, 47. That's a big win for A&T. Jasmine Worthy had a big night. 18 points, 17 rebounds, 10 blocks, triple-double. Cheyenne McEvans had 25 points. And 14 rebounds for A&T again. That's big, a big win for A&T. It especially is. against a really good Flint Carmen Ainsworth. But team. also a big output by the big three for yep. A&T. Yep. Uh, West Bloomfield 71-20 over Groves. Ouch. And we had Bloomfield Hills 53-42 over Westfield Prep. Banks had 15 for Bloomfield Hills. On the white side, Monday through Wednesday games, Clarkston 45, Lake Orion 31. Megan Marshall and Kendall Robertson, nine points each for Lake Orion. Wild Lake Central, 29. Adams, 24. And a that was an one. upset. That was a big upset in that one. Was I, I really, and I heard a lot of negativity toward the Adams baseball. Over really? Maddie yep. Delinga, 10 points for Rochester Adams. Lapeer, 39. Oxford, 34. That's, again, another upset. Yeah. Anna Earl Wild must have went off in that game. Yeah. Uh, Athens, 57-52 over Rochester in a tight one. Izzy Crum, 19 points. Grace Bright, 13 points for Troy Athens. 
Troy 42-26 over Stony Creek. Stony trying to find some offense. Troy it for, went on a 14-0 run to close the game. Kendall Zeter uh, Zeter had 10 points. Wow. Thursday through Saturday, Adams 46, Lake Orion 31. Lake Orion having a hard time last week. Nicole Clearout had uh, 12 points. Amelia Dranick had 10 for Adams. Troy 46, Oxford 38. Uh, Sampson 16 points, 14 rebounds. Sabaka 11 points for Troy. North Farmington 53, Athens uh, 48. Uh, Leffler 13 points, Kelly 10 points and 10 rebounds for North Farmington. Crum had 17 points, and Shayla Landis had 10 points for Troy Athens. Avondale 74 over Seaholme 30. Blowout City. Blue, uh, girls Blue Monday through Wednesday or Monday through Wednesday, excuse me. Gross 38, Seaholme 24, Berkeley 30, Royal Oak 29. Oak Park uh, took on Detroit Osborne and won 65-23. Ferndale 41-37 over Westfield Prep. Troy Athens 57, Rochester 52. Rochester came back from 20 down, but it just wasn't enough. Thursday through Saturday's games, Berkeley 49-43 over Oak Park. Big win for Berkeley. Rochester 43-37 over Seaholm. Uh, Rangarian? Yep, Rangarian. They're big in the interior. 10 points for Rochester. Liebler uh, 11 points for uh, Seaholm. Ferndale 40, over 32 over Pontiac, and Avondale 74, 30 over Seaholm. That is it for your OAA roundup. Some big wins, some big blowouts, overtime, buzzer beaters once again this week. Crazy. Very, very crazy how that's Crazy been. week. Crazy week. Um, out of the whole out of the whole stat line, Ian, <laughs> what games have you going like? Oh, man. Are you kidding me? Or like or well, it coming just, in the right direction, go like, what the heck? It just doing? seemed like um, the Oxford clubs just had a hard time, or at least the women. They dropped uh, two straight. Was that if I read that right? Well, Oxford's and, really been struggling since the injury to Mackenzie Matthews. That is, I mean, that is, that is, that's been huge for that team. I mean, yeah, her injury is, you know, can't be understated. It's, 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 it's huge. I mean, like when you really look at, but Oxford's been really competitive in their um, yeah. both their games. I mean, the game against Lapeer really was the one that I was stunned with because it was their pink out game. They wore pink in that game. Yeah. And, you know, they just they did not play very I also, well. I also thought uh, Lake Orion women. You know, we were talking they, maybe they turned a corner. Maybe they had something going for them. And they just had a hard time last week. Here's the thing. <laughs> I wrote a column on Lake Orion girls basketball. Right. I wrote a column on it. It's on the ONTV blog. Yep, um, we have that they up. Uh... Are, they're, they're, they're a team that I mentioned in my blog, um, in my blog about February basketball storylines. And the problems that they – this team is 2-6 and six when they score at or below 40 points. Mm. They're 2-2 two and two when they score over 40 points. There's a reason why this team sits at 4-8. and eight. And – Yes, they start two freshmen and a sophomore at the guard spots. Young. That's young. Yeah. That's hard. But the problem that I have with this group has been their decision-making at times. It's been very suspect. When they turn it over and let the, and let 
They so, basically when they some turn of it's, over. Some of it's unforced uh, turnovers, right? Yeah, a lot of it's unforced. Yeah, turnovers. we were. When I was watching some uh, the highlights of the Oxford matchup. Or they had it at home, right? It was mm-hmm. they're playing at uh, Dragon Field House, and they it just doesn't seem like they're in sync as a team just yet, right? They're and, not. I mean, like, and I the youth is showing through. The I mean, youth we're, is showing through. I'm watching passes, driving the lane, and just wildly throwing a pass, you know, kicking out to the outside and the other player was just not ready for it and they lose the handle and then they have to regather themselves, get up. It Nothing seems to be clicking. Nothing. I mean, and I know it's driven Coach Bob Bridges nuts. <laughs> and it drive any coach it's just crazy. the inability for this group to score is a big problem. And sometimes I have to question at times their effort. I mm. mean, you know, the Adams game clearly – I thought that was an evenly matched game on paper. But I also thought in that game the officiating was horrible in that game. Um, you cannot have an 8-1 to one foul discrepancy. You can't have uh-huh. that. That was, the big, that was a big difference in that game was I thought the officiating against Lake Horn was really bad. Is that but on the road? That was at home. Mm. That was at home. And But when you look at this team – the unforced errors. Yeah. This has been a big, big problem. And un- unforced errors will sink Anybody. any team at any level. Mm-hmm. Now, I can understand their game against Clarkson at Oakland. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the bright lights. Yeah. The bright lights. You different know, play, venue. Different venue. Yeah. You know, but they did not start off very well down 28-2 to two to start that game. Oh, wow. I mean that did not go well. Well, twenty-eight to two to but claw then you're back. Down thirty-four to six at yeah. halftime. That's that's hard. Yeah. But this team's unforced errors. You know, this team makes mistakes. You know, they give up easy baskets. I mean, it's hard to describe this team. Yeah. It really is. I mean. There's a reason why they're 17 this week in the inside the uh, way top 21. There is a reason. They just don't have that chip on the shoulder. They just don't have that motivation. They don't have it. I mean, and they, that's, they have the look of a youthful team at the beginning of the season that was kind of thrown into the deep end and not ready to go. We know that's not the case, right? No. I mean, the coaches over there, they, they're solid at what they do. And, but it just, they just still look like they're treading water. You know, they're just. And that's the thing. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, I think when you look at the, the issues that Lake Orion has right now, they're a young team, mm-hmm. but I know they're a sensitive team. But when you look at the, when you look at this team, you think to yourself, this team, this team should be doing much better than their four and eight record. There were some games on there they should not have lost. Yeah, on there. I'll tell you the two both Adams games they should not have lost. I still feel I still feel they're a better team than Adams. I mm. still feel that. But, but you know, there's a couple others. But I don't know where this group's mentality is at. I don't know where this group's mentality is at. You know. And one of the reasons why it's been a big problem, you got to look at their decision-making at times. Um, Their decision-making at times, 
You're going like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're going, what are you doing? I mean, and it's and it's going on on both sides, offensively and defensively. You know what I mean? It's been the big problem. With Oxford's case, you know, they're Oxford. Oxford's really small. I mean, they're they're really really small. I mean, you know, that's one of the reasons why they're struggling. But they're competitive. Yeah. They're very competitive. And if the season holds out at the end of the year, one of these two teams is going down to the blue division. Oh, definitely. And I think it's it's got to be the green and white. You think it, it's Lake Orion? It has to be. Even though Lake Orion's got that win against Oxford. Even though both teams' program strength is really high. You know, both teams' program strength, being, when you look at the underclassmen of both these teams, I they guess have it's, to, they, I guess I mean, it's just the eyeball. I mean, looking at them, it just they they look like they they should be in the blue. They, you it, know, by the looks of it, you know, by the looks of it, you know, it it's hard for me to describe this team. It really <laughs> is. I mean, do I think if this team can get at least a couple league wins, then I think yeah. we'll stay in the white. Okay, but but. Right now, by the play that this team's been doing right now. Could they lose out? It's possible, but not likely. But if they win, but the, but their schedule still favors them. You know what I mean? Okay. There's some, still some winnable games on that schedule. When you look at this week for them, they got three games this week. Mm. They got Notre Dame prep on Tuesday to be a win. Romeo's going to be a really interesting game. Romeo's been playing a lot better. And Romeo is given Lake Orion fits during the summer. And then you play Royal Oak. Mm. Royal Oak, we know they're a defensive first team. Yeah. Um, and I think that'll be a defensive slugfest. Um, but, defensive first, but Royal Oak's still trying to find that scoring. Yeah, they're still fun. Yeah, but well, with Royal Oak, I said about them, is Sarah Strong, it's Sarah Stroghan and everybody else. Yeah. It's Stroghan and everybody else. That's the thing. But... On Lake Orient's case, they've got to find it soon. <laughs> they've got to find it. I mean, yeah, time's ticking, man. Time's I mean, the, ticking. The season is dripping away. Time's ticking, and I understand you got a lot of girls coming back next year. You do have a lot of girls coming back next and year, and that usually hard knocks like this pays dividends down the road. But usually, when I you look know? at Lake Orient and Lake Orient Athletics, usually, usually it, it's not the second year the team turns around. It's the, usually the team's third year. Yeah. Your coach's third year. So, you know, so that's one of the reasons why I wrote my column on Lake Orion Athletic, on Lake Orion Basketball, especially in the girls, to stay patient. Yeah. On the boys' side of it, I just think they're in the wrong division. Um, But. A victim of their own success. Yes. <laughs> but on the girls' side, there's a lot of things they got to fix. I mean. Decision making, um, effort, especially on defensive end of the court, um, and and um, and they're they gotta find scores. Yeah. You know, they gotta find scores. I mean, especially a scoring first guard. I mean, like the guards you have right now are defensive first guards. They're not scores. And well, that goes back to the whole: who's the leader? Who is that? That force. That's the question. That I mean, and the drags other, everybody along with them. 
But I also think, you know, an injury early, early, early before the season even started. Mm. And the injury to Katie Van Heck is really hurting this team because she would have been that force at the four. You're forced to play other girls at that four spot, which yeah. is a really – the four is a really interesting position because you can use the four basically like a Rasheed Wallace type, you know, because he can go inside out, shoot three yep. there, but – Lake Orange clearly does not have that four who could just go in there and just control things. They don't yeah. have that four. I mean, you know, and it's been a tough, it's been really, really tough, you know what I mean? Because you have several girls, in my opinion, who are playing out of position right now. Mm. I mean, I feel like Megan Marshall's playing out of position right now. I feel like Melissa Norman is playing out of position right now. I mean, you know, especially where where they're more than capable of. Because I see Megan Marshall more of a two-guard. I see Mel Norman. I could see Mel Norman possibly playing the four. I mean, like, but maybe, yeah. but maybe, maybe the three. I mean, like, who knows? But I still think that this team, they're playing right now, and I'm being honest here, they're playing like a team that should be in the blue division. Right mm. And that's, that's just, that's not an ideal situation, but they've got to start picking it up, especially in the white, especially in this division. Um, and that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. I mean, the numbers prove it. The stats prove it right now. I mean, there's a reason why where this team's at right now. Yeah. And that was one of the, that was one of my, February storylines to talk about is Lake Orion Girls Basketball. Where is where is their mindset at? I mean, Oxford with them, it's the Mackenzie Mather injury. Yeah. Um it's amazing how one individual can mm-hmm. swing a season. Yep. And then when you look at we look at others, Troy Athens has had yeah. a they've lost two or three. I mean, Rochester come back, come back had a reality. I think when you look at Athens, I think I think it's the play of Isabel Crum. That's the thing. If Crum is on, Athens usually does well. Athens does well. When she gets help, they do well. But when she doesn't get help, then it's really bad. So with Athens' case, you know, playing North Farmington, um, it's a smaller gym, easier to trap. Um... North Farmington had a really good start in that game against Troy Athens. Um, Sarah Leepler, I think she's a freshman, went off in that game. Wow, 13 points. Yeah, 13 points, three rebounds. Um, so you tell me with North Farmington, um, this team's been playing well, right? I mean, they're, they're playing well right now. I mean, they've had enough practice time. Um, they haven't played a lot lately, but still. You got to like where Jeff Simpson has that team at. You got to like where he's at right now. And that's not talking the red. When you look at Southfield A&T. Southfield picking A&T. Picking up a Big monster one. win against. And now Southfield Arson Tech is my another February headliner. Yeah. But it's for them later in the year. Yes. <laughs> my question to you, and we're going to talk about this later in the month when we preview district. Southfield Arts and Tech is in a district with Birmingham Marion. Mm. At Birmingham Marion. Birmingham Marion's had a, had a nice year. <laughs> They've had a really nice year. 
They got several players you got to watch out for. And Sarah Sylvester, you got, they got another girl who's out right now with an injury. Um, but, and they're well coached under Mary Cicerone. Um, Cicerone. Um, but when you look at A&T's past, the three girls, McEvans, Worthy, Willis, can they carry them to have a deep playoff run? Have they found a fourth? They're trying. That's the big question. It looks like they're trying to find a fourth, but, you know. I mean, we're talking a fourth that if they score seven. I mean, we're not well, talking double they've had a couple digits. girls that scored. Um, they had a girl who scored um, eight, and they had another one, and then they had a, um, and then she scored seven in that same if you can, week. Well, I mean, we've seen it by committee, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the fourth by committee? That's true. That's the question. Uh, if you can get three off that bench. And that's the thing right, with to Southfield. Get into double digits. And that's the thing with Southfield. It's been a huge knack for them. It's been, okay, how's your bench? And who are you going to get as a fourth score? That's yeah. the big question for A&T. Big, big question. Um, and Because you, you look at teams like Clarkson, who's got a deep bench. You, they got a deep lineup. And then you look at, and you look at West Bloomfield. We know what they got. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, like it's going to be a tough challenge for Southfield. I mean, like especially because when you have when you when you're in a district with um with Birmingham Marion, you have a defensive first mind team in Royal Oak. Groves has had a rough has been up and down. Sea yeah, Holmes up and been, down. Seahome's been purely Seahome's been a complete disaster. Um, and. Seahome can't find any points. It's just just having a hard time uh, filling it up. Well, they're having a hard time, but in their game against Rochester, the injury due to the crump really hurt them. Yeah, yeah. But, but they've been just. What are you <laughs> thinking? I mean, so when I look at that team on paper, I mean, when I look at that district, it looks winnable, and it looks like a pretty much a clash between A and T and Birmingham Marion. It looks like it's going to be a complete clash. Which, right now, at this point, the way uh, A&T's playing, you'd probably say they've got the edge. No, I don't give no, the edge. No, really? No. Here's why I give You don't Birmingham- think they elevate their game? And Here's why I give Birmingham Marion the edge over A&T right Ooh, now. Do Here's tell. why. Do they have an answer for Sarah Sylvester? Mm. It's going to be a match between Jasmine Worthy and Sarah Sylvester. I know A&T's got a – I know the Mustangs got a big problem guarding McEvans. As does um, everybody. As does everybody. But I think their guards, especially if they get their one girl who's out, who's out with injury back and it's on their home floor yeah. to, make, to make that matters, uh, I think it's going to be – I think it favors Birmingham Marion right now because they have a bench. They they can go to, and they have talented players. Now I'm not saying A and T doesn't have talented yeah. players, but right now, if I had to pick right now in the early months, if I had to pick a district champion out of that district, it's Birmingham Marion because of home court. Um, and that's been the issue. You know what team that's really been playing well lately? Oak Park. Yeah. Nobody talked about them. Oak Park's a team that sits. I think they're nine and four right now. They're playing really well. I really like um, what they. I really like what Coach Peggy, Peggy Evans Carr has done with that team. I really like what they've done. I mean, they've gotten some big wins. 
They've been very competitive in games. Yeah, I dropped, um, uh, the game against Berkeley was tight one, 49-43. Yeah, that was at Berkeley. That yeah. was at Berkeley. I mean, Berkeley, I, I really like Oak Park. I really like that team, even though they're third place right now. They're probably they're way out of the blue race right now. But they gave Berkeley and Rochester, like, everything you can handle. And basically, the blue title's on the line this week. Mm. When you look at Berkeley and Rochester this week, that's okay. Thursday night. That's a huge game. That is a huge game. So We're going to preview that game. You're going to say whoever uh, takes that W is pretty much in the driver's seat. Pretty much. It, well, right now they're both tied right now in the league standings. Um, but there's nobody, num- the number three in, in the blue is not nipping at their heels. Not nipping at their heels, no, but right now the three two right team. now is Oak Park. Okay. But it's a two-team two race team between race. Rochester and um, Berkeley. Um, so that's going to set up to be a really interesting clash. Um. Yeah, when you look at the um the white and the white side of things, you know, Troy's starting to pick things up since Kendall Zider has came back. They've won four straight. Um you look at Avondale, Avondale's killing people right now. They're like torturing people. The 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 point output is staggering. They put up seventy four against Seventy four on Seaholm. That was at Seaholm. Wow. I mean that's that's crazy. I mean, you don't see 74 that often. No. I mean, the game's shorter than the college game, and, I mean, you really got to be pouring it in. A lot of it has to do, I think, with the play of Reagan Lawrence, Kiri Lee, um, Tanaya Jackson, and, um, you know, and Brea Benyon. Um, those four players have been pretty much, you know, getting at least double figures a night. That's pretty much the reason why. They've been winning games. I mean, like, not a lot of teams have been able to attack their get to their bench. You know, if mm. you get to their bench, then Avondale's got big problems. Um, so I'm thinking if there's one team that I know that's going to give Avondale problems um, come district time, it is West Bloomfield, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Because they have the girls to match up with Avondale, and I think they have a bench, whereas Avondale does not. Well, even talking about West Bloomfield, they can fill it up too. Of course, they, and they have girls that they, can score. They got they had seventy one uh, twenty over Groves. Yeah, I mean, so you got two potentially prolific offenses going at. I mean, something's got to give. And let's not forget these two teams played three times last year, and in West Bloomfield won all three of them. Ah. they gave Avondale all three of their losses. So. And considering that, you know, when you look at Avondale, they could be in some they could be in some trouble, I think, come district time. I really think this team could be in some trouble. Um but when you look at other teams around the league and girls, yeah. um obviously you gotta go with um you know, obviously a team to keep an eye on and people are gonna think I'm crazy <laughs> is Bloopy Hills. You know, Bloopy Hills. Uh-huh. I mean, they just snapped a losing streak by beating Westfield Prep, mm-hmm. um, 53-42. Um, Jordan Banks has been a story. Um, of course, you have um, others on that team that need to make some noise for Jeff Rubin. It's team. I mean, like, I just think if they can find that, they just got to find because more consistent, I think, for Bloomfield Hills. Then I think that's a team you got to watch in that, especially going forward. Mm. But I think a team you really got to watch for later in the year is Ferndale. 
Ferndale's won two straight this week. I mean, they beat Westfield Prep. Yeah. And they beat Pontiac. I mean, I like the direction where that program's going. They got a new they got a coach in Keith Paris who's done a wonderful job turning around that program. I mean, they've got but he's got to be their long term and develop a program. They only just have one varsity team right now. Wow. And really numbers are down that that far. They were down that far over there. But they're both their league wins, though. Unfort- unfortunate for them, you know, came against Pontiac. Yeah. But they've been doing very well non-league-wise. But that's a team I'm keeping an eye on come district time. Because I think they can win that district. I think they can win that district. Really? I mean, Ferndale's got a good chance. Um, But that's a team I'm keeping an eye on. Um, my two storylines in February were... um. Of course, we talked Lake Orion girls basketball already and stuff at A&T girls basketball. So let's go. Let's go my top 21 this week. Um, my, um, my, my top 21 in the girls. Um, Avenue, my number one this week. We know about them. Scoring machine. Number two, Southfield Arts and Tech. Um, they made a statement last week by knocking off Carmen Ainsworth. Yeah, oh, yeah. Big one. Yep. Clarkson, number three. Um, talked about Taylor Eaton. Um, West Bloomfield, they're back to being themselves. Um, number five is Berkeley. Um, number six, North Farmington. Number seven, Troy. I do apologize for what I said earlier about Troy. They've won five straight, not four straight. Ah. Um, since Kendall Zider's return. Adams, my number eight. Troy Athens, nine. Royal Oak, 10. Groves, 11. Rochester, 12. Stony Creek, 13. Bloomfield Hills, 14, Oak Park, 15, Oxford, 16, Lake Orion, 17, CM 18, Ferndale, 19, Farmington, 20, Pontiac, 21. And my top games of the week in um, my top games of the week. Yeah, which ones should we be watching out for? Obviously, the game on Thursday night at Rochester High School between Berkeley and Rochester. Um, the first meeting, it took place in December 28th. Berkeley um, lost to Rochester, 41-40. It was a really good game, really competitive game. Um, but Berkeley did go in the Rochester last year and beat them at Rochester. So, and I expect Berkeley to be fully healthy for that game, going up against a really good Rochester team, a really, really good Rochester team. Um, another one to watch is the um a coaches versus cancer game, uh, pink game. Taking place over at Troy Athens okay. on Thursday, um, between Troy and Troy Athens, it's the rivalry game. Troy Athens beat Troy fifty-seven forty-four on December the twentieth, but that was without Kendall Zider. Now she's back in the full picture. Um, this game has really importance, especially in the city of Troy. Yeah, but it's also a big game, I think, for Troy Athens. See where they're at, um, considering that they have really struggled. They've lost two or three um, since the. Um, They've lost three or four since the Adams disaster. <laughs> but that's a big one I'm keeping an eye on for sure is on that Thursday. Um, between um, Troy and Troy Athens. Um, you got Detroit Edison's A team taking on Southfield A&T this week. Edison, we know what they got. With Gabby Elliott, they got a bunch of talented players. They are going to destroy Class B, Division Two this year. I am sorry. They are clearly the best team in the entire 
state of Michigan. They are clearly the best team in the state of Michigan. Um, and then you got to look at. Uh, it's gonna be a tough game for Southie. It'll be yeah. a really tough game for them. But again, they don't shy away from anyone. I mean, we we talked about the Murderers Row. You know, the people that they schedule out of uh, league play, out of OA play, and man, yeah. oh man, that's murder. Yeah, it's crazy. But I know. it's, I mean, it toughens them up and for the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. and if you pull off a win. You know, let's see against uh, Marion uh, Ainsworth or whatever. Howard right? Ainsworth, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that gives you a boost in confidence, and you know, they they prove they can handle that sort of pressure. Sure. I mean, yeah. Another game on Thursday. Speaking of states itself, at Arson Tech, they got Clarkson coming in there. That should be a pretty Last, good one. It was sixty fifty four a and t at Clarkson because Cameron Mc, Shine McEvans had to save him that game. Yeah. You said it, and you even it, said it was closer than the score. It was. And I'm thinking to myself, if Coach John Wire wants to make a statement. Go knock him off. Go knock him off down there. Go knock him off down there on Lassa Road near 10 mile. Yeah. Near 10 to 9 mile. Go down there and knock him off. Pontiac at Westfield Prep. This was an interesting game because I think this could be where Pontiac gets their first win of the season. I, I'm not sold on Westfield Prep, and they play him twice. Play him twice. Why? Westfield Prep looking for somebody to play? I guess. New team coming along? Yeah, they're a new team, yes. All right. That They they had the uh, Motor City Round Ball Classic there for girls this year at Westfield Prep. Okay. Um, And then the other game I'm looking at is on a Friday. It's between Groves at Bloomfield Hills. This is a rematch after a controversial game where a ref walked off the court with 15 seconds left in a 37-33 win for Groves at Beverly Hills. 15 seconds? He walked off. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I remember having a long conversation with um, Bloopy Hills coach Jeff wow. Rubin about this. I, I didn't mean, hear about that. Yeah, it was really, really that, controversial. That's a bit odd. So they called the game with 15 seconds to go? Yeah, and it was a close game. <laughs> Four-point game. I mean, wow. I don't know what happened. But um, crowd getting on the ref, and he said, "I'm done." I don't know. Wow. But it was thirty-seven, thirty-three. I mean, his two partners were confused and baffled. I mean, that was wow. That should was, we say public service announcement? Remember, we had uh, several months ago. We talked about refereeing and being nice to your ref because if they're not there, there is no game. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> talk about the officiating in the Lake Orion Adams game because that one had Uh-oh. horrible. Well, that game, Friday, that game Friday night between Lake Orion and Adams was horribly officiated. Uh oh, that was just horribly officiated. I'm not even going. <laughs> I'm not even saying about public service. We're tonight. trying. We're trying to keep your blood pressure low. Sam. Trying to keep my blood pressure low. You know, I don't want to go on a rant about officiating because if you want that officiating in the Lake Orion Adams game, when you look at that game, eight to one in fouls in that game, that's inexcusable. Just inexcusable. Yeah, Owen TV be airing that one. <laughs> well, that happened on Friday. Was that at home? That was at home. That yeah. happened. Um, now let's go from the girls' game. Let's go to the boys' game. Yeah. A team we really got to talk about now is Clarkston. Um, yeah, you have uh, you you have some things to say about the Wolves. Yes, I do. <laughs> Yes, I do. I mean, they I had mean, another solid week. 
had a great week. I mean, especially when you look at the play of Matt Nicholson. Yeah. You look at the play of Fletcher Lawyer. You look at the play of Keegan Wasilic doing the intangibles. Not doing much in a stat sheet, but really doing well on other things. You know, the glue guy. He's more that glue guy right now for Clarkston. Um, but right now the stars of that team right now are Fletcher Lawyer and Matt Nicholson. Um, anytime you have a seven foot one center, it's hard. A legit seven one. Yeah, with talent. Go to Northwestern next year. Um, but it's hard for a team to game plan. <laughs> against a team that has a seven foot one center. It's hard. Yeah. You know, and not to mention, and this is where I bash Clarkson for not using their bench more. I think they gotta use their bench more. I really do. I mean, you got players like But that's been the discussion for the last five years. Yeah, at least. Them. At least five years. I mean but they have three they have a big three in Nicholson, Lawyer, Wasilic, um They've gotten the job done. Yeah. But there's been one man that's gotten the best of them. And it's Brad Crichton. Here's why I say this. It's been Brad Crichton. And who is Brad Crichton? Brad Crichton used to coach at Stony Creek's girls basketball team and Adams' boys basketball team. He was the head coach when Adams upset Clarkson 38-37 last year. He is now an assistant now at Orchard Lake St. Mary's for Coach Todd Colbert. And he has a son who plays on the Eaglets basketball team that is currently ranked number three in the state right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm Jack Crichton. Jack Crichton was instrumental in Orchard Lake St. Mary's 68-55 win against Clarkston. So when you really look at it, he kind of has that blueprint on how to beat the Wolves. He kind of has that blueprint, you know. And the blueprint, basically, you got to shut Fletcher Lawyer down. You got to really shut him down. He's the glue of that whole offense. He's the one that gets it, gets everything going for them. I mean, that's been the bottom line. Yeah. I mean, people say, you know, you got to shut Matt Nicholson down. You know what I mean? You know, it's a hard thing to do, especially <laughs> yeah. when you have a 7-foot-1 center. But if you shut Fletcher Lawyer down, you got to make sure you limit Fletcher Lawyer's performance. You got to limit his performance. It's kind of the it's theory hard of to do. let the big dog eat, but slow everybody else. That's right? basically what has to be, but you got to limit Nicholson somehow. You know, bump him, run into him, make him tired. Maybe be physical with him. You know what I mean? Be physical with him. You got to take charge against him. Yeah. You got to take charge against him. You know, I mean, it's kind of hard. Now, I don't know how officials um, have played Clarkson, especially with the personnel that they have. Um, but you got to, against them, you've got to find a way to shut down Fletcher Lawyer and Keegan Wasilic. That's what Adams did last year, was they shut those two down. I know they were freshmen last year. And they got another year of experience. Yeah, But that's the key. But I also thought Clarkson made some mistakes in that game last year. Mm. Um, on Orchard Lake St. Mary's part this year, they're just talented. They're loaded. They're talented. They could be arguably they're more. My, they're more than just three guys. They're more than just three guys. But with Orchard Lake St. Mary's, I mean, like it's going to be. They're a good team. Yeah, they got 
several D1 college-bound players. Um, they got several. Um, they're talented. Um, but if there's one team that I think could derail Clarkson's season, it's Orchard Lake St. Mary's because of because of Crichton. But they have enough talent that can match up with with the Wolves. Yeah. I mean, I don't think a lot of teams in the red match up talent wise with the Wolves. Well, we've seen that so far. We've seen it so far. And I mean, there, there's, they've been Mary's competitive, but lost. they're yep. not knocking them off. They're not knocking them off. I mean, North Farmington was probably the closest team, and that was 10 points. Yeah. And I thought North Farmington played a really good game plan against Clarks. I really thought Coach Todd Negotiate played a really good game plan against him. You got, that's what you got to do against that team. You got to do, if there, there has to be some way, if you can get Lawyer's game off and you can get Nicholson's game off, you get those two because those are the two guys you really got to focus on with Clarkson. People ask me, is it Keegan with Silic? You know what I mean? He's another one. But it's, the, but it's those three, that inner, that inner circle, those inner three. If you get their games off, you might have a chance to yeah, pull I mean, off. I'm just looking at, you know, last week's scoring for those two guys, right? Mm-hmm. They're over half of the points. That's true. For just Nicholson and Lawyer. Yeah. They're half. Yeah. Lawyer, we know that he's a good shooter. Correct. And, you know, collecting in, was it Nicholson had a triple-double. Triple-double against West against Bloomfield. Against West Bloomfield. And, I mean, it was 13-point game. Uh, Clarkson win against the Lakers, but you're looking at it going 34 points was Nicholson. So they just poured it inside, and it's, it was a layup drill for him? That's, no, he also dunks. Let's not forget, well, he dunks. Okay, but you were talking point blank, high percentage shot. Well, you know, it's hard. It's easy to throw the ball to a seven foot yeah. one center. Yeah, it's, it's easy to throw the ball especially to him, when especially when his hands in the tie- air. Especially because he's much taller than everybody else on the if court. If he's seven one, he puts his hand in the air. He's he's nine foot and some change. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it, especially with that wingspan he's got. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's huge. He's got a really big wingspan. Well, that tells you you got twelve blocks in that one game. Um, but you know you had to have twelve blocks. But he also had twenty two rebounds. Um, I, I wish I'd like, love to see with the breakdown to offense to defensive rebounds, because it goes was it Bloomfield West Bloomfield couldn't hit the shot. Or fifty-four points is not a bad number. No, it isn't. And go, but if you're looking at the amount of rebounds that he collected on his own, you go, okay, were those of the defensive variety or the offense? If it's the offense, I get it because yeah. if you got the height. But on mm-hmm. the defensive side of things, it's like if you're going to play them, you better make your shots. But and I you're th- not going to go into a layup. You're not going to go in the but lane. He's so lengthy, you know what I mean. He avoids getting into foul trouble. You yeah. know what I mean? Because he's because of his. Well, he's length. a savvy player. He's it's... a savvy player. But if, but let's say if can you make him? Can you if, get, get him you, in trouble? Uh, get getting him in, away from the basket. If you get Nicholson into foul trouble, then I think you know. Then what happens? Then what happens? I know they got Blake Coase and they got um. Then They're, they got um, they uh, got the um. Gotta remember the Mike DePillo. They got Mike okay. DePillo. They got Blake Coase in there. But I'm also, say what other big uh, that they would go up against that could get him? Usually, it's another big that's going to get right. Orchard Lake St. Mary's does not double. have a true big to match up with Clarkson. They don't. But the key is against Clarkson. It's not Nicholson. It's Lawyer and Wasilik. Those are the two guys you really got got a key yeah. on. I mean, and that's not mentioning Cole Donches, who's another shooter. Yeah. I mean, you know, and. You know, so it's kind of Clarkson right now. 
is pretty spoiled right now. I don't know what they will be in the next maybe three years now. That could be a whole different element for Clarkson in three years, especially when Lawyer, Wasilic, yeah. Leagues, yeah, you know what I mean? Especially because they're going to be a different animal in three years. Um, so um, let's look at my um, top 21. Yeah, what do we got? For the boys. Um, this one's really interesting. Um, my top 21, the boys. Um, Clarkson, my number one, obviously. Number two is Ferndale. Um, I'm ki- we know about the big three. They need, they need somebody else like a Jalen Doherty to step this game up a little bit. But Ferndale looked. Is that a solid? They got a solid three. They got a solid three. Okay. But Ferndale, on the other hand, looked vulnerable against Lake Orion. That game was much closer than the score indicated against the Dragons. I thought in the second half when Ferndale put their full court trap, full court press on, that was the difference that game. Um, and Lake Orion couldn't handle it. Lake Orion was having their way early with them. They were having their way with yeah. them. I mean, great first, great first half, um, against them. So I think Ferndale is very vulnerable. Troy, my number three, Troy got some unexpected help from, um, Southfield Arts and Tech last week, especially beating Farmington at the buzzer, creating a three-way, creating a tie between Troy and Farmington. Southfield Arts and Tech's a half game back. A and T, an mm-hmm. overtime buzzer beater. I've never seen anything like it. Groves is more of that normal buzzer beater. Crazy. Experience. Never seen Groves it. didn't play a game this week. They're my number four. Wow. Seaholm, my number five team this week. Yeah. Um, Dominic Cole and Alex Loans have been the stars. Um, but Matt Fricky has been the glue. You know what I mean? Matt Fricky has been the glue for this team. I mean, he's had some big games for them. He's had some huge games for them. West Bloomfield, my number six. Um, North Farmington, my number seven. A and T eight. Oak Park nine. Farmington ten. Oxford eleven. Lake Orion twelve. Adams thirteen. Berkeley fourteen. Pontiac fifteen. Bloomfield Hill sixteen. Stony Creek seventeen. Athens 18, Royal Oak 19, Rochester 20, Avondale 21. That is my top 21 this week. My top games of the week for each of the games um, this week. Um, I'm going to go Tuesday first. Groves at Oxford. Mm. Oxford's been really been up and down lately. I mean, they had that big win against Lake Warren. They had that, that disaster against Lapeer. Big win against Lake Orion, and then a big, um, and then a tough loss to Stony Creek. Um, so when you look at Oxford, you know, you have Trey Townsend, you have Pedro Ballett, Pedro Ballett, uh, Mason Mulholland, Zach Townsend. I mean, it makes me wonder how they lost that game to Stony Creek. I know yeah. Stony Creek's got a good team. I like Trevor Smith a lot on that team. But in a game against Groves, Groves is more athletic. They got very talented players. But Groves having to make that travel up north to M24, that's going to be a really interesting game, to say the least. It'll be really interesting. Um, Another game to keep an eye on is Rochester at, at Royal Oak at Rochester. This game, somebody has to win. <laughs> I mean, 
Royal Oaks lost six to seven. Rochester's lost ten of eleven. What the heck? Royal Oak lost the fifty-seven fifty-five to Livonia Clarence. Uh. That's brutal. Rochester's been very competitive. They lost to Adams by one point in overtime. Yeah. Um, Royal Oak has to go to Avondale Friday. You know, you know what the score is that last game? Hmm. 38-34. Close game. Neither team could shoot free throws. It'll be very inter- interesting in that game. Um, see home at Troy Athens Tuesday. Big, big game for Athens. Big, big game for them. They need this game against Seaholm. Seaholm right now is in the driver's seat in the blue right now. They're in the driver's seat. Um, Davison at Oxford on Friday. Ooh. That should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, now, Davison, now, Oxford's not fared well against the Valley this year. Yeah, I was going to say statement game for Oxford if they can pull it they off. They need this game bad. They need, it's Davison's a good opponent. I mean, Davison's a really good opponent for them. Um, and then you look at Ferndale at West Bloomfield on Tuesday. Very interesting game there. It'll be very interesting there. I'm curious to see how West Bluefield responds to playing Clarkson. Groves at Farmington on Friday. That should be a really interesting game there. Um, of course, um, the last time those two teams played, um, Groves beat Farmington 66-63. Um, A&T at Troy. This is a huge game for both teams. I'm curious because the winner will have an edge up and over the other in the white. Ferndale at North Farmington at the Friday game. Um, how Ferndale handles the no-go dome. You know that small court. <laughs> small court had the fans right in front right in front of your face. Yeah, you're right there. Yep. Detroit Edison playing West Bloomfield on Friday. Ooh. That should be an interesting game. Really interesting game. I thought about not putting it on there, but then I looked at Edison and I said, you know what? For Coach Jeremy Dennis' sake, I'm going to put it on there. Yeah. I put it on there. And for basketball fans. Oh, yeah, basketball fans, yep. Pontiac at Seaholm on Friday. Uh-huh. Rematch of a January 17th, 7th contest won by Seaholm, 44-36 at Cy Green. Jim, Pontiac, much different animal now than they were last, than they were then. Let's not forget, Seaholm, Pontiac beat, just beat Troy Athens, 68-60. They just beat Troy Athens. Yeah. Um... It'll be very interesting there. And then you have Oak Park at Lake Orion on a Friday. Um, January 7th rematch for Oak Park, 158-48. Lake Orion played really well in that game against Oak Park. I thought they, okay, but I thought the Dragons, you know, I thought the travel had a lot to do with it. Um, But I'm curious to see how they do in this game without Malik Carr. I'm really, really curious to see how they do in this game without Malik Carr. Um, so when I look at my storylines heading into, um, into the month of February, we talked Clarkson already, mm-hmm. um, Southfield A&T boys basketball. Are they a contender right now? Set, they're tied with Troy tied with Farmington and then, um, they're, but they're half game back. If they knock out Troy at Troy on Tuesday night, this tells me they're going to be a player. And then in that district, that district over at um, Farmington is going to be real fun. Because <laughs> you got Groves, who's very good. Seaholm's a very good team this year. North Farmington, we know what they have. Farmington, we know what they have. And then you have Birmingham Brother Rice, who's had a really good year under Coach Rick Palmer. Um, turning that team around. I mean, like, 
this is going to be a brutal district yeah. over at Farmington. But do you think South Yardson Tech is back? Do you think they're back in boys, with, especially with Coach Daryl Buchanan, what he's done over there? It's feeling like it, right? I mean, it's. do we need some more resume builders to say yes definitively? But it's starting to feel like it. It's starting to feel like it. I mean, South and T has been playing really, really well. Um, the other storyline that I have is that blue race. Um, <laughs> Seahome right now on top of that division, but we can't count out. Pontiac right now is second place. Berkeley right now is tied for second with the Pontiac. You got a log jam up there. And then you have Troy Athens sitting with three losses. Um, do you think Seahome skates with an undefeated record in league, or do you think they get knocked out by somebody? I don't know. I mean, some of the teams they've been going uh, up against have been really pushing them. I mm-hmm. mean, you get a tight one uh, against Bloomfield Hills and OT. Well, Bloomfield Hills is the red division. I know, but still, they're being pushed by other teams. And, it's and I saw like, them against Royal. It's like, are they playing to the level of the competition, or are they, are they really a solid team and they are where they should be? I think with Seaholm, everything starts with Dominic Cullen. Everything starts with him. He is the guy that gets Seaholm going. I mean... Three-point specialist. Um, really likes that corner three from the outside. Um, they have a big, solid big in Alex Lance. Um, But I think the key, and they have Matt Fricky's had a really nice year. I really like what Fricky's done with that team. What I'm looking at with Seaholm is basically, what I'm looking at with Seaholm is Cullen is the key to that success for that team. Dominic Cullen is the key to success for that team. Berkeley is an interesting one because they sit with one league loss. That was the Athens. They haven't played Pontiac yet. Mm. Oh, no, they have two league losses in my bed. They lost to Seahome. Forgot that. Um, but I think the wild card is Pontiac because. You think they can, uh, they got a little bit Momo going. Do you think they can I keep it going? Pontiac, Pontiac and Seahome haven't played each, each other yet. If Pontiac can go into Seahome and knock them off, that's a statement right there to say, you know what? Don't underestimate us. Yes, we got a first-year coach in Damon O'Neill, but Pontiac's a team that, if motivated, they could do some significant damage in that division. They could do some damage. They're right in the thick of that blue race right now. And we can't count out Troy Athens. Yes, they lost to Pontiac. Yes, they have a loss to Seaholm. Yes, they have a loss to Berkeley. They're still very dangerous. Yeah. I mean, they have enough experience to be very competitive. They have enough experience in that division. So the blue race is the one I'm keeping an eye on very, very carefully in boys basketball. Um, so other hey. sports, we got cheerleading. Yeah. Um, um, Cheerleading was that was uh, some invitationals rolling. Yeah, some invitationals. Uh, rolling. Hockey's wrapping up. I think uh, Lake Orion uh, wrapped up the red division. Yeah, they got that title. Um, so we'll see what happens going forward. There, my final thoughts of the week. Um, we'll see what happens going forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, see what happens going forward. Um, keep an eye on the um, blogs this week at the ONTV blog. I got a nice column on Lake Orion um, basketball. Why? I should preach patience, not panic, and then others as well. So I'm signing off here. Take care, buddy. See you all next week, everybody. Take care. See, see you, Sam. Later. Don't forget the ONTV Food Drive is coming up on the uh, this Saturday, the 8th, February 8th. 
Our goal is 10,000 pounds for our local food pantry. Uh, check OrionOnTV.org. You can donate here at the studio at 1349 Joslin Road. We're taking donations today. That's it for OA Now. We'll see you next week. See ya.